0: You mean not ultimate reality i'm 6 2 i'm not i don't think i'm tall i think i'm average but that's what i think about me my health is eh, questionable spotty at best
1: welcome to christ in all things a conversation about meaning and purpose it's based on a verse from the bible
0: Colossians chapter 1 verse 17 which says Christ is before all things and in him all things hold together. Christ in all things is a listening
1: ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ.
0: And these conversations are an invitation because as much as you'll hear and as much as we enjoy having them, digital media operates from a distance and that's not what's best for us with God or with one another. So,
1: thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in The Life That Finds Its Epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin.
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will declare your praise. That's Psalm 51, 15. You formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. That's Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14. Your hands have made and fashioned me. Give me understanding, that I may learn your
1: commandments.
0: Those who fear you shall see me and rejoice. Because I have hoped in your word. Again, Psalm 119, verses 73 and 74. The word of the Lord is right and true.
1: He is faithful in all he does.
0: The Lord loves righteousness and justice.
1: The earth is full of his unfailing love.
0: By the word of the Lord were the heavens made
1: their starry host by the breath of his mouth.
0: Let all the earth fear the Lord.
1: Let all the people of the world revere him.
0: For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. And that's Psalm 33,
1: selected verses. And with those words begins, wonderfully made, A Protestant Theology of the Body, by Dr. John Kleinig. Hello, I'm Pastor Jason Shockman, And
0: I am Pastor Lance O'Donnell. Welcome to Christ in All Things. This is the first of several episodes wherein we will discuss this book. This overall topic, which is called a Theology of the Body, is the topic of our time, for it is a discussion about what it means to be a human being. These discussions on Christ and all things will be helpful for Christians, giving us a better understanding and hope to have these conversations in a way that is fair-minded so that non-Christians also will gain a better understanding not only of how Christians think and what we hope for, but perhaps of themselves as well. Though you don't have to have the book
1: to benefit from the discussion— we encourage listeners to get their own copy of "Wonderfully Made: A Protestant Theology." Theolo- <laughs> there we have it. A Ba-da-da-ba. Protestant theology of the body by John Kleinig. It's a wonderful book. We will quote from and discuss the
0: hardcover version published in 2021 by Lexham Press. Today we begin with the introduction. Uh, if you have the book, we're on page two and just the beginning of page three. It's kind of a fortuitous fumbling a little bit at
1: the beginning because that's what our life in the body is like. Indeed. So again, we're gonna we're gonna start at the top of page two and quote, about a page and a quarter here, and then we'll talk about it. Quote. The slogans on two sweatshirts worn by young women recently caught my attention. The first was, My body, my choice. The second was your body may be a temple. But mine's an amusement park. Both sum up how people commonly now regard their bodies. Since it belongs to them and only to them, they may do as they please with it. Therefore, they use it for their own amusement in pursuit of physical pleasure for themselves apart from God and any higher purpose in life.
0: What are we to make of our bodies? That is not a theoretical question for idle speculation, something for philosophers to consider. It's a practical matter that determines the course of our lives. Even if we rarely think about our bodies, our opinion of them and attitude toward them subconsciously govern how we live and act every moment of our lives. Our beliefs about our bodies are always in play because our bodies are part and parcel of what we are, wherever we are. There our body is with us. Whatever we do, our body does.
1: But unless something bad happens to me, I mostly take my body for granted, like the air I breathe. Even though it is my constant companion, I seldom consider how I relate to it and what it is meant to be. Yet it is, or should be, obvious how important it is to me and the people around me. It locates me in a particular place, at a particular time, with particular people, in my particular society, family, marriage, and workplace. I am born with my body and die when it can no longer sustain me. The pattern of my life as a whole involves me with my body from childhood to adolescence, marriage to parenthood, employment to retirement, old age to death. My body also marks the daily rhythm of my life with waking and sleeping, dressing and undressing, working and resting from work, eating and drinking, engaging in sexual intercourse and disengaging from it. It governs how I interact with others and how they interact with me. I experience the world around me through it. I live with my body and do everything with it. My human life is, most obviously and simply, life in the body
0: yet i did not make my body it was given to me and remains given to me as the foundation for my life here on earth it is never apart from me nor am i ever apart from it for as long as i live here end quote now that seems like a pretty good place pastor o'donnell to stop and chat a bit um I know as, as you were reading that third paragraph talking about the rhythms of the body, uh, I, boy, I had a few things pop into mind of uh, with the way my f- uh, flawed body functions. Uh, there's a lot of rhythms that are just daily activities, things that I have to pay attention to um, that are a part of the routine of what it means for me to live here. I, I remember when I first read this
1: and again listeners, thank you for joining us. this is, this is a conversation that we had at St. Paul's with some depth in the previous year and we're, we're recording this on August 29th um, in the year of our Lord 2023. so you know last er, earlier this year in 2023, but really throughout the previous school year, so beginning last fall. We were talking about these issues of the theology of the body. I remember, I remember being struck by the. I had when I read when I read this. I had just come back from three weeks of camping out west, in all the way to the Pacific Ocean from Wisconsin, which is a good haul with um, my wife and three of our four children. And we saw some amazing things and some glorious scenery and all kinds, all kinds of different. Uh, different people, I was struck by when he wrote, whatever we do, our body does, but unless something bad happens to me, I mostly take my body for granted. Now, you don't live that as much as rest people do because your your body went haywire beginning when you were about 16 years old. So you experienced this a lot younger than most
0: Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, So when I was 16, I learned that I was a type one diabetic. I lost a kidney. And since then, other things have just begun breaking down, which is lots of fun. Uh, Not so much. Um, Right. Uh, So, you know, even today, as we're having, as we're recording, I'm, I'm having some conversations with my medical care professionals because of medications uh, that keep me pretty regular. Um, or regulated think, that too. I don't think theres anything, <laughs> There's no rescuing that. there's no give <laughs> me the shovel all just dig deeper. <laughs> there's no rescuing that oh boy our life, our life in the body it, and it, 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 is, it is it is messy. It is always going to be messy. It's not gonna be perfect. It's not gonna be always a bed of roses um, but whatever we do, our our body does. Uh, y- you came to grips with this fairly recently as well, uh, when uh, you learned that you had Lyme's disease.
1: Yeah, and all the fun that went along. Got with bit, discovering but, Got that. bit by a family by a tick, likely on our family vacation in northern yeah. Wisconsin. And the next thing you know, I had spots all over my body and a fever and a headache. And yeah,
0: what in the world is going on here? Yeah. So and we've you and I have talked about how. Coming to grips with your own mortality is is not something that we as human beings like to do uh, or, or even do willingly. Uh, and it's only when something bad happens, or we call it bad, right? When something happens that we have to take stock of our body and how it functions because we do take it for granted. We don't think about every breath we breathe. We certainly don't think about every time our heart beats, but that's a part of our body, you're not, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made. it's interesting. To
1: you're you're you you are a bit of an exception because you had this revealed to you, yeah, when you're in the middle of your teens. For most people, it occurs at some point later. But we all we all I was thinking about we all experience this, yeah. As kids, but you know we have our our really formative year. I would you know it would seem our really formative years as human beings when we're children through our teens in our early twenties, and most of us are most of us are in really pretty good health at that time. So we form how we we think. You know when when you're, I suspect you were a typical little boy, Pastor Shockman, and you're you know, riding around on your, on your bike. And at some point you, you fell off and scraped yourself and you had an encounter with,
0: Oh, ouch. Right. And you went and asked your mom for help. Eight years old, uh, hand, hand, right arm went through the handlebars. I went head over heels over the handlebars and came up with two wrists. Yeah. Yeah, So broke both bones clean through and realized real early, real early, uh, this body breaks. (laughs) But in the, my my point is
1: that hap that type of thing maybe yeah. maybe not that dramatic yeah happens hap, happens to us when we're little but yeah we heal yeah because our bodies are are very alive as it were at that time yeah. we, most of us we heal quickly and then we forget what hap, what happened there and Dr Kleinig's point is and we we just take it for granted yeah this this body that that we have and 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 thus also take it for granted getting toward the end of the section that we read here we didn't make our body we didn't earn our body it was given it, it was given to us yeah likewise the condition in which we live you know and this is a good place to and this is not a divergence a place to explore. My my sense my sense of things. This goes back to the quotations with which Dr. Kleinig begins the book. Um the slogans on two sweatshirts worn by young women recently caught my attention, Dr. Kleinig writes. The first was, My body, my choice. And the second was, your body may be a temple, but mine's an amusement park. Yeah. It you know, it strike it strikes me that. Our, well we struggle to live our life. we struggle to live our lives in our bodies we we take we take them for granted and um we think we think we can do whatever we want with them but they are given we we don't we don't make we don't make ourselves nor do we make something of ourselves and and, and so it strikes me and this is what it's related to related to those quotations it's it strike it, it strikes me that but that is the that is the common way that we act in our world. We act
0: as though um, our bodies belong to us uh, not in a given way but in a possessive way and, And what if, you know, when you're, you know, it's
1: one thing if you're a little kid and you're, you're a normal kid, a a quote unquote normal, normal kid. And the, in that probably rather wide band, relatively wide band of what's normal. But if you're on the edge of that in some way, shape or form, we have some dissatisfaction. Yeah,
0: too tall, too skinny, too short, too round.
1: You know, in other in other you ki- got two of those. And, I got and, two of those. And other
0: kids, no. Other kids notice it.
1: Oh yeah, and they tell us. Oh yeah, very often, <laughs> very and, frequently. And we don't have what we call the emotional intelligence to know that there's a time to listen and a time to speak. And when you're talking about somebody else's body, is probably not the time to speak spout off. Yeah. Um not realizing that the hurt that that can occur, but it's, but it's a way to express power over people.
0: Yeah. You know, and again, we don't have, and some, sometimes, and I've seen this happen with kids too, is sometimes, um, especially littler kids, they're, they're just recognizing, hey, you're different. (laughs) I don't look that way, but you do. I'm going to
1: tell us a, a, a mildly off color thing. yes, boy. <laughs> because it gets, when uh, I, ha, I have two, we have two boys and two girls, my yes. wife, my wife, Carrie and I, and I remember, and I could tell the story, little, little baby brother came home uh-huh. and uh little baby brother was getting his diaper changed and little toddler sister walked in and said, Oh, that's a funny tale. <laughs> <laughs> you know and just and it was sweet and and cute and is part of uh is part of our everlasting family lore ever, yeah. f- part of part of family lore but that's that's the point you know we yeah we notice things that are different yeah. when we're kids and we just say it and some yeah. some sometimes it's sometimes it's mean and sometimes it's
0: just an observation. Your head's really big. Yeah. Or dad, that woman's really large. Or dad, why is that child so tall? Right? And they're not denigrating mm-hmm. or, or with uh, v- venom is the word that came to mind. Yeah. But malicious intent, right? Saying what they see. They're just recognizing these bodies that we are given are different. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a wonder that they are, that the same genetic coding in the human race has such a breadth of manifestation, right? We get, we, we, I, I think everybody
1: in the world that I know of struggles with at some point in their life or even throughout the, some level of dissatisfaction with, with their body. And, you know, I, I wonder, I wonder what you, th- what you think about this. I, cause I don't think most of us think of it, but we know what we know what Dr. Kleinig says that our bodies are given, you yeah. know? And so our, uh, what our, dissatisfaction, rarely spoken,
0: often acted on, is actually a dissatisfaction with the one who gave us our body. Indeed. Uh, a, a, and I think um, be, because our body is given to us and equally as important, uh, and this is where he goes next, right? As, as Dr. Kleining continues, um, that, that our body is important for our life here kind of a captain obvious moment but because you live in it yeah right and so i i think as we come to be dissatisfied with our bodies we are expressing some dissatisfaction with the one who gave it to us whether we recognize it or not yeah agreed and the, the, the manifestation of that uh, comes out, uh, I think, or I see, in all kinds of ways as people use their bodies in ways that aren't what God intends for our bodies to be used for uh, with the understanding that this is how I cope with my body being what it is. Yeah. Do you do you mind talking
1: about beautiful bodies for a minute? Okay. And and I say beautiful bodies because it, it, we will talk about in many and various ways in future episodes this all bodies are beautiful and we'll talk about the why of that. But there's the world's definition of what is beautiful has changed a bit and changes a bit over time. But there there's some well, There's some general stuff, but I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm, you know, I'm I'm thinking about something I recognize now as a father. When, when I, when I see a, a young woman or a young man and I, and this young girl, you, you know, you, for example, is physically beautiful in the way that, most worldly people acknowledge physically beautiful, I'll find myself thinking, Oh dad, God, you know, and, and I've said it to a few dads with, <laughs> that I have trust with God help you. You know, there's a, yeah. there is a, a particular challenge that having extraordinary beauty comes with
0: it, That, that it brings. Yeah. It brings. How, how's that old song go? If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. <laughs> right? This is because because right. Uh, w- then you constantly have that worry or that concern or that fending off of people who are drawn to that beauty for all the wrong reasons. You know, and, I, and I think of young. I think of young men. Yeah,
1: young men as well. You I think how many boys on the verge of young manhood that, you know, that I, that I know or know of over the years where I knew them as sweet and, and tender hearted. And then they grow and it's clear. This is tall, dark and handsome. And then for reasons that are obvious and some that are not you know, young women throw themselves and all of a sudden, their countenance changes Mm -hmm. their attitude of who they are changes Mm -hmm. the, um, the expectation of the world toward them changes. You know, we, we, we expect a handsome young man to be a player in a way that we don't expect average Joe to be. And that's a, it's actually a wicked thing. Or the skinny nerdy choir kid to be. Yeah. It's, it, it can be, it can be a worldly beauty can be. And sometimes is a curse. Yeah. Our, our lives in our bodies are, are complicated. Really? (laughs) Are
0: very, are very complicated. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So not, not only, uh, from a, from a medical, how your body functions point of view, but also from a, um, from a physical appearance point of view. Uh, not to mention, right, some people who are uh, physically gifted with height or people who are physically gifted with a lack of height. <laughs> um, I saw a t-shirt the other day that said, uh, short people, God lets things grow until they're perfect, and some of you took longer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That actually. made me laugh. Yeah,
0: because uh, you know, I mean, I'm six i I'm not. I'm not super tall by any stretch of. No, you're
1: you're you're tall. You're you're okay. you are, but you are above average for sure.
0: Oh, uh-huh. yeah.
1: I, but I wouldn't call you for an for an American male. Okay, but I wouldn't call you short. Yeah, maybe I'm. Right on average. Right. I'm just a hair under 5'10". Yeah.
0: So so then, right, where does all of that, this is my body fit into all this variance and how we deal with the world around us because of the frame that we're looking at it through, right? I think, um, well, I think a lot of things. (laughs) Uh, I, I think that all too often we... From our physical frame, uh, choose how we view the world without considering that our physical frame is not the reality. What do you mean? Um, you mean not ultimate reality? I'm 6'2". I'm not. I don't think I'm tall. I think I'm average, but that's what I think about me. My health is eh, questionable, spotty at best, (laughs) but according to my doctors, I manage what I've been given extremely well. Uh, I just saw my endo... Uh, on the 14th, right? So, two weeks ago. And by that, you mean endocrinologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 My endocrinologist, who doctor that hopes with diabetes management, right? Who asked if she could print my uh, charting. Uh, it's all digital now. I down, you know, the insulin pump churns out charts and graphs and stuff. She asked if she could print my chart and or my charting of my numbers and erase the name and just share it with other patience that she has to say, look guys, this is what's possible. If you stay on top of it, if you stand. But from my perspective, it's a struggle and a battle with this. And I don't think, I don't think I have that great of control. Now my last a one C was a 6.4, which as a diabetic, that's pretty good. Uh, but high for everybody else. But for a non-diabetic, that's pretty high. Um it, But my frame, like my frame of reference for the world is so tainted by my experience of life in the body that I color reality in the world based on my life in this body. And, you know, that's going
1: to be a great place, I think, for us to end this segment and get into the and get into the second one because the truth is we all do what you do. We all are our frame of reference, whatever our, our body is and our struggles or joys within it. That's the way tends to be the frame of reference or the way naturally. Yeah. That we see the world. Yeah. But there's more, but there's more. And we'll come back to that in our second conversation on Dr. Clark's book. For show notes and other information about Christ in All Things, visit christinallthings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at org.
0: We're thankful to provide Christ in All Things to you as a gift. But it's not free to produce and distribute. So if you'd like to help us make Christ in All Things a self-supporting show and have a little fun in the process, please click the support page at
1: ChristinAllThings.org. A donation of any kind gets you a dozen environmentally friendly Christ in All Things straws to share with your friends. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is
0: so not true. You love those way too much, and I still can't believe you bought them. A donation of $200 or more gets you some cheerful on-air clapping and a pair of Wisconsin-made wigwam hiking socks. A donation
1: of $1,000 or more gets you thunderous on air clapping and a handmade Christ in All Things leather folio by the Murdy Creative Company. If you
0: want to donate more than that, well, fly us wherever you want, and we will record Christ in All Things at your chosen location, within reason, of course. All
1: post-production surplus supports Youth Ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support.
0: Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org. Email us at info at splco.org. Or the old-fashioned way, give us a call, 262-567-5001. Intro and outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl. Copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House. Used with permission.